Hello, 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 Spin Sisters. I'm Calamity Jane, also known as Jane Van Brunt, host of Dear Spin Sisters. Many of you out there, I think we have about five fans. Thank you very much. Know us by Calamity Jane and Roxy. We started the podcast over a year ago in May, right around the time that George Floyd was murdered, and we titled our first podcast, Time Out Universe. What a time that was. Now another year has gone by, and we're here talking about the pandemic yet again. We started the podcast just to talk about women and relationships and learning to understand what made all of us who we were, who we are. Often that started with our childhood stories first. We were running retreats at the time as well. And one of our favorite things to do was to talk about some of our favorite childhood memories. I know a lot of people would say that eventually you have to get over whatever that first family or birth family did to you or did with you. But I like to remember, I like to remember the good stories and the bad stories because it all makes up who I am today. So that was our intent with Dear Spin Sisters was to just talk about the everyday things that happen. Just what happens when life and work intersect at the middle, and you attempt at some point to make balance out of it all. We had a lot of fun. We had two seasons, and this is the ending of the second season, and I am sure we will have Roxy back with us soon. And it is a sad day for me today, because today is the first taping of the podcast without Roxy. Roxy's made the decision to focus specifically on another project the two of us have, which is to write a screenplay. And many of the episodes previously have talked about our progress towards finishing our screenplay that was related to the book we wrote called Shut Your Mouth. And I am happy to report that we are finalizing the last of our screenplay, uh, which will include trying to come up with a name, but we are very close to meeting our deadline, which was to be around my birthday, which is October 17th. So we think we are going to be right on track to be sending that out into the universe to be picked up by somebody. So that's been a really fun project. I have missed the podcast, but I realized that several weeks have gone by because I've never really done this by myself. And I've realized that I, I miss having a collaborator uh, with my podcast, but I'll do the best I can. And uh, Roxy is going to come back to see us shortly or to be on with us. She will continue to be a guest as we roll along this year. The reason that I wanted to continue this podcast is I've been noticing lately that it's just a really hard time right now. I have been working on a few different projects as far as consulting. And in general, we are all really having a hard time. And I suppose I can just say I'm having a really hard time. And maybe some of you can relate to this. It's just going to be a long time before we're done with COVID and done with this pandemic. We have had a recent Delta surge, at least in the area where I'm living right now. Things are beginning to be shut down again. The state has mandated vaccinations for all healthcare workers, which has directly impacted me and the people that I work with. It's a very hard time to make decisions about careers that you've spent your life working towards, only to have to make the decision about whether or not to get a vaccine to continue to work. So those are the tough conversations we're having lately, and they're not getting any easier. I'm not going to make this a political conversation, just like Roxy and I used to not want to talk about politics. I would just say that the decision to vax or not is a difficult one that will impact people's careers, and that will be their decision. I struggle with all kinds of emotions around 
people dying, continuing to die of this pandemic. Uh, I continue to see very sick people that are in the hospital that have not been vaccinated, seeking a lot of resources once they're very sick. And it's really hard to be in a caregiving position and find my compassion and my empathy. I've heard lately the words compassion fatigue often, and I think that that's a good way to describe what's happening to specifically to nurses that have been involved for the last several months, over a year, with the pandemic and trying to take care of people and their families and be home with their kids and come back to work. And it's just really tough time right now. So I've been doing my best to continue to be educated on everything that's going on, but more around emotions lately. There is a book called Burnout, Burnout, Burnout by the sisters Emily and Amelia Nagoski. And if any of you have heard of that book, it's a great book. It talks a lot about emotions and getting through the tunnel basically of an emotion and feeling all the way through what you need to feel in order to feel better. And I have liked that because it does feel like often I get stuck in however I'm feeling at the time, like stuck in feeling sad or overwhelmed or even exhausted by everything that's happening to us lately. And I guess happening to us is a good way to put it. Um, We do have some control over what we think about, how we spend our time, what we do. We don't have control over most of what's happening with this pandemic. We have some control over the choices we make, but not the choices that other people make. So having some sense of control is really important for most of us. And I've had a hard time not having control over most things. But what I'm trying to understand better is what am I feeling exactly? We just recently talked about the most popular common emotions when people label how they're feeling, just like if you were a small child and, you know, happy, sad, mad were the top three favorites. There are so many other emotions that many of you might be feeling right now. I certainly am feeling all kinds of things. And I thought it would be interesting for those of you who do not know about Brene Brown, who is, uh, I am obsessed with everything she does. I started reading her books years ago and watched her first TED Talk and have followed her path along the way. And she is in very shortly producing a book called Atlas of the Heart. And I have pre-ordered 10 books to give out as gifts because I think it's what we need right now so much. Talks a lot about emotions and how you manage those emotions. And I thought it would be interesting for us to start labeling some of those emotions and describing kind of what you're feeling and really thinking about what the words mean. She has a list of core emotions that is going to be part of her Atlas of the Heart book. You can also find this as a download on her website, BreneBrown.com. But there are so many emotions that we don't label very often. So I thought I would just run through them. Core emotions. I feel angry. I feel anxious. I feel belonging, blame, curiosity, disappointment, disgust, embarrassment, empathy. I feel excited, fear, scared, frustrated. I feel gratitude, grief, guilt, happy. I feel humiliated, hurt, jealous, joyful, judgy, lonely, loving, overwhelmed, regret, sad, shame. I feel surprised vulnerable, and worried. Obviously, those were in alphabetical order. Lately, I have felt worried about the tension that is all around us with this decision to mandate vaccination in the state of Washington. That's where I am right now. People are getting angrier. It feels unstable, imbalanced. I feel untethered a bit in watching people and having no control over other people's 
actions, emotions, the words they say, even in the middle of work where you'd like to keep things calm and peaceful, it's pretty hard to hide away from the emotions that people are feeling, those angry, frustrated emotions. So what do you do? What do you do when you're feeling this way and you don't have any control over the people around you? I referred to Brene Brown and her list of emotions. One of my favorite podcasts that she's done is on FFTs. It was her first, I believe, when she first rolled out her podcast after the pandemic started. And you can look up that podcast so you know what it stands for. But what she says in there to help, and it really helped me, is to name it, whatever that is. It's a first time for something. First time we've experienced a pandemic that's gone on for over a year. First time we've experienced people coming up against each other over something so simple as a vaccine. Whatever that first time is, name it, call it out, talk to your brain about it. So I've tried to do that. I've tried to just stop long enough to understand what it is that I'm feeling, what's going on. What is that external stressor that's causing me anxiety or fear or whatever the emotion is? And then I try to take a deep breath and push past it and do something else. That's another piece of advice that Brene gives. Just move past it. Get on with something else. Recognize it, name it, and then move on to something else that takes your brain away from that thing that you can't control. One of the examples that I have for that is binge podcasting or binge Netflixing. That's a funny word I made up just now. Just finished four seasons of Outlander again, and that helped me escape for just a little bit. Get moving is another strategy. Get out there, take a walk. Our bodies need to move. Take a bike ride. Enjoy the sun. Some helpful tips right now. And find a book to read. I love reading books. And I'm going to end today with a suggestion around how do you continue, and despite all of the things that you can't control, how do you continue to find meaning and have goals in your life? In the book Burnout, these lovely sisters would say that a goal is not a life, but it may be what gives shape and direction to the way we live each day. If our goals are what we want to accomplish, meaning is why we want to accomplish them. We continue to do our best raising a child, even when that child makes us consider running away to join the circus. We persist at a frustrating job because we know we're making a difference in people's lives. We pursue our art, even when we know we may never make a living at it, because we simply would not be fully ourselves if we stopped. Though your goals may differ from ours, they share a common overarching theme. They give us a sense of engagement with something larger than ourselves. Frustration happens when our progress towards a goal feels more effortful than we expected it to be. You can manage frustration by using planful problem solving for stressors you can control and positive reappraisal for stressors you can't control. When we're struggling, we may reach a point of oscillating between frustrated rage and helpless despair. Solution. Choose the right time to give up, which might be now or might be never. Either way, the choice puts you back in the driver's seat. Your brain has a built-in mechanism to assess when it's time to quit, listen to its quiet voice, or do a worksheet. Sometimes that's easier. Page 50 and 51 of the Burnout Book. If I was still working in corporate America, we would be finishing our plans for quarter four. We are closer to the end of the year than we are the beginning. 2022 is just around the corner. So despite everything that's going on that makes it hard to feel optimistic and grateful, let's start planning for 2022. Set some goals. What do you want to look like at the end of this year that's different than today? Today, I'm going to remember that people are mostly good and that people have to make tough choices. And along with those tough choices, there will always come consequences. Sometimes those consequences will hurt other people. And who am I to judge the choices that other people make? I'll choose Grateville today. Looking forward to next week. We'll talk about making plans for 2022. I'm Jane Van Brett. This is Dear Spin Sisters. Peace out.